Welcome to the Interrupted Goodness Podcast. In the beginning, all things were created good by God, and we are promised that goodness will one day be here again. This is the place where we talk about what it looks like to live in the middle. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to the Interrupted Goodness Podcast. We're glad to be back with you today. Um, The last episode that we did, we actually recorded last year, so during the World Series, which has been a while, but this one's fresh. This one's brand new in 2022, and we wanted to come to you guys and share a little bit more about story today. But before we do that, we've been doing a segment every once in a while called (laughs) Stories from the Middle. We've done it once. (laughs) When I say every once in a while, we have done it once. (laughs) But Stories from the Middle, or in the Middle. I can't even remember what we called it. That's how often we do it. Yeah. But David has one for us today. What is a story from the middle? I do. I do have a good story. I saw this recently. Um, So, I mean, we all know um, uh, Jim, Jim Halpert. Yeah. During uh, the pandemic, he started his Some Good News show. Yes. And I ran across a story from, he's got an Instagram channel that he just tells Good, good news, you know, yep. some good news. And I saw one the other day um, about, you know, let's face it, when we're old, like when we're 90 years old, at that point, I think we're ready to be catered to, right? Like, yes. You, I'm not cooking my own food. Like, just put me in a home where I can just watch TV, read a book, right, right. do puzzles. Like, we've played our part. Yeah. We've played our part. But he had the story of a, a 90-year-old man who decided at the age of 90 to become a baker. And learned how to make delicious cakes. And now every time his family gets together, he bakes a delicious cake. And they showed some videos from some of the cakes. And uh, they look very good. And so I just think it's cool that even at the age of 90, he's learning a a new way to serve his family in something as simple as baking an awesome cake. And part of that speaks to me because I like cake. Yeah. So, But I just thought that was cool. Even at 90. Still finding ways to serve, finding ways to have a good time, yeah. and not just pulling what I would do. And you can feed me now; I'm old, but let me do so this. So good. I hope I'm that way at I do 90 too. years old. I say that's what I want, but I, I hope I'm not just a vegetable on a couch. I know, and that's such a cool way to just pour out your life, your entire life, to be able to say from the the very until the very end, I was giving it my all. Yep. Well, we all love stories. Yep. I think stories are powerful. They're impactful. They leave a memory in our heads. We'll remember that story of that 90-year-old for a long time. Yeah. So we know people love stories, not just us. Yes. And so I have some facts for you today about story. Okay. And you're going to have to try to guess the fact. Oh, boy. (laughs) So how many subscribers do you think are on Netflix? So how many people pay to have Netflix services? Yes. Okay. And Ooh. this is just people that pay for it. So, so not, not even the, the ones that are moochers like people who could be sitting across from you. Um, wow. I will say 120 million. It's less than that, but this is a few years <laughs> old. <laughs> 47 million, 47 million Netflix subscribers. I'm bad at guessing, Tyler. And they watch over 100 million hours of programming. Wow. It's crazy. That's a, a day or a year? I don't have the 100 <laughs> hours of a day. It's considered decide. there's only 24 hours you a day. You decide how, okay. how that works. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> okay, here's your next one. How many movie tickets were sold in 2016? 
man, um, I don't even know where to, uh, I'll say one million. One billion, three hundred and thirty-four million, five hundred and ninety-five thousand, eight hundred and forty-eight movie tickets. No way. That's, that's the stat that I have here. One billion? One billion movie tickets sold. We like that's our insane. Movies. Yep. That was pre-pandemic numbers. What what was the number one grossing film that year? In 2016? Yeah. I have no idea. Well, you don't know either. I'm not going to look this up. Okay, what's the next As one? you're looking it up, I'll give you another one. Okay. Okay, Harry Potter series. Mm. How many books have been sold in the Ooh. Harry Potter series? Now I want to say it's in the billions since the last one was in the billions, mm. but I know it's not. Uh, I'm going to go... Mm, 2.4 million. Ooh, not even close. 400 million <laughs> books have been sold of Harry Potter. And the last one is about the Bible. Best story ever. Right? Okay, yeah. I hope so we'll get this one right. If Harry Potter sold 400 million, Ooh. how many copies of the Bible have it's been sold? It's the best selling book of all time. Boom, you got that right. This uh, is in the last fifty years. Last fifty, man. It's got to. It's got to be. It's in the billions. Yeah, it is. Multiple billions. Yes. I was gonna say like two point three. Three point nine billion copies in the last fifty years of the Bible. That's insane. Yep, it's a good story. So, what do you got for us? What's the I've, I've got number one movie in two thousand sixteen. It's a Disney movie. Ooh, 2016 Disney yes. movie. Can you figure it out? Inside Out. No. Oh, man. Finding Dory. Finding Dory. Wow. Finding Dory. Okay. Number two, we got some big films this year. So Finding Dory, number one. Number two, Rogue One. Oh, yeah. Star Wars. And number three, one of my least favorite Marvel movies, Captain America Civil War. You're telling me Disney had the one, two, and three highest okay. movies that year? Correct. And number four was Secret Life of Pets. Okay, well, that wasn't Disney. No, but. <laughs> it wasn't. But then the Jungle Book was five. Yeah. Disney. Man. Deadpool six. That's Disney, right? Mm, I don't know. If or is that, that Sony? That point. I think it's Sony at that point. Okay. I think Disney does. And then even number seven, Zootopia. Like, Disney runs the world. That's a perfect segue because today we are talking about story structure. And this story structure is actually the way that Pixar tells stories. So it goes right along with Disney, Pixar, um, and it's a it's pretty cool because it breaks down how stories are told in a way that when you watch a movie from now on or when you read a book, you're going to be able to pick the story apart, Yeah, which is kind of annoying sometimes because you can see the different parts coming, but it is also pretty interesting. And I love it because if you like to tell stories to your kids at night before bed or, or you want to start doing that, it gives you like a structure to be able to tell a story anytime you want. So I'm going to break it down for you. If you have questions along the way, ask those questions because at the end of this, you are going to have to take a movie and break it down. Do you think you can do it? I will do my best. <laughs> All right. So Disney, especially Pixar, this is the Pixar story structure. And actually I went to a, a one day breakout with a Pixar storyteller and it was amazing. So mm -hmm. he was the one that worked with Pixar. His name is Matthew uh, Lunn. And 
it was really cool to see him break it down. He worked on some of the early movies like Toy Story and Monsters, Inc., some of those that are classics. Yeah. So I know it's legit because it's coming from him. But the first part of every Pixar story is exposition. And the exposition is where you're setting up your main character of the story. So what does life look like for your main character? And when I talk about these things, there's like a breakdown that will help you tell the story. So it's kind of like a fill in the blank. And when you talk about your exposition, you're starting with once there was blank. So whoever that character is. And then the rest of the exposition is and every day this happens to the character. So let's, let's use Toy Story for an example of that. Okay, so if we had Toy Story and we're looking at it, the exposition of Toy Story, it would start by once there was a toy cowboy named Woody. And every day, Woody would spend time with his human, Andy. So that's your exposition. Everything's going good for Woody at this point in the story. And we know that Woody cares an awful lot about what Andy thinks of him. He is the number one toy in Andy's room. So that's where it's going to set up the rest of the story. The next part of the story is the inciting incident. So this is the moment where everything changes for the main character. And so in Toy Story, it's going to be until one day, fill in the blank. So what would that be in Toy Story? Until one day, Andy gets a new toy named Buzz. And Buzz becomes Andy's new favorite toy. That's going to be a problem for Woody for the rest of the story. So that's your inciting incident. It's the moment where everything changes. Then you get into your progressive complications. This is like the second act of the movie. And the progressive complications keep getting worse and worse, harder for the the characters to overcome. So anytime that we're filling in the blank for this one, we're going to use, and because of that, fill in the blank. And because of that, fill in the blank. So there's going to be like peaks and valleys along the way as they try to to figure out how to to make it through these complications. So we know that the inciting incident was when Buzz came into the story. So because of that, Woody pushes Buzz out the window. And then if we go a little bit further, and because of that, Andy takes Woody to Pizza Planet instead of Buzz. And because of that, at the gas station... Buzz and Woody get into an argument and get left behind. And because of that, they have to figure out a way to get to Pizza Planet. And because of that, they end up going home with Sid. And because of that, they are trapped at Sid's house. So you got all of this stuff that's happening. It's it's a, a roller coaster of events happening in the middle of the story until you finally get to your third act, which is your climax. And that, at that point, is until... Finally, so what happens to send this story home? What's what's the moment that everything comes together? So in Toy Story, our until finally moment would be until finally Woody realizes that he and Buzz have to work together to survive. He can't do this on on his own. He can't be the lone soldier in the story. He has to work together for them to get back to Andy. So when that happens, when that moment happens in the story... We get to the resolution, and in the resolution, our line that we use is, and since that day, and since that day. So if we're filling in the blanks with Toy Story, and since that day, Woody and Buzz have been best friends as Woody has let go of his jealousy and accepts Buzz for who he is. So that's the story structure. I'll run through it one more time so you can get it real quick here. 
Yeah, got I got, I got every, everything down. Exposition. So that's once there was, yep. fill in the blank. And every day, fill in the blank. And then your inciting incident. So until one day, fill in the blank, what happens there? And then you have your progressive complications. And because of the inciting incident, because of that, what happens? And because of that, what happens? And because of that, what happens? As many times as you need in the story. And then you get to your third act, which is your crisis and, and climax, which is until finally, fill in the blank, until finally what happens. And then your resolution, and since that day, fill in the blank. Easy as that. That is the Pixar story structure. And I think you can do it. If we take a story, I think right now, you'll be able to break that story down. So give me a story that you have seen recently, and we'll see if you can break it down for us. I'm glad only three people listen to this. Your <laughs> you mom, this. my mom, and Matt Pineda. Matt Pineda does. Uh, so don't judge me, Matt, and mom, and other mom. Um, does your mom really listen to this? I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. If you do, mom, hi. Um, okay, so let's, uh, there's a newer Disney movie. I've seen it a couple times now, Encanto. Okay. So let's. I haven't uh, seen it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I have seen it. I can help you as we do this. Uh, be prepared. So once there was a girl yep. named Maribel. Uh, I think we should back up because she's a big part. <laughs> I'm already wrong. So there was a family. Once there was a family yep. called the Mag- Mag- Madricoles. Yep. Madricoles. Uh, and they had, everybody had a power. Who have been given magical Given magical powers. powers. And they live in this village and they help to take care of people. Yes. That's what they do. That's good. Day by day. That's the exposition. Until one day. No, we have to do it. And every day. Uh, and well, every, you said that kind of. I did. And every, every, every day, day they, they help, help the village. Them. Yeah. You just didn't use my lingo. Sorry, sorry. So I wasn't yeah. sure. I will ask you what my lingo needs to be. <laughs> and every day they helped the village people. They supported each other. All yes, that stuff. All good, good stuff. Until one day. Yes. Inciting incident. Mirabelle mm-hmm. went to receive her power. Do you remember what age they got it? 12? I don't remember eight, that. Something. There's a point in their life when she was supposed to get her power. Mm-hmm. They went through the whole ceremony and she went to turn the doorknob to see what her power would be. And the, um, the magic went away. Mm. And she had no door. So she had no, no power. Very good. Um, this is where our progressive uh, complications start. So then. And because of that. Oh, I was close. <laughs> and because of that, she lived every day and no one really knew what her gift was to the family how she was supposed to help and because of that i would say she felt like an outsider and left out and because of all that it came to uh her 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 nephew's turn many years later to open the door and he opened it and he had a power and because of that the family went inside to celebrate and mirabelle was outside and she noticed that uh, the magic was weakening in the house because Mm -hmm. the house is magical as well yes was starting to fall apart and there was cracks. And so because of that, she went to go get her family and her family came out and said she was lying and there was nothing wrong. And because of that, yes, little things kept happening and she kept thinking there was more reasons for the power to be, or the magic to be going well. And because of that, she talked to her sisters and found out one of her sisters was not as strong at times as she used to. She couldn't carry the weight of the family and, mm-hmm. So because because of that, there was she kept investigating um, somebody we can't talk about. Um, we, <laughs> we don't talk. talk we about, don't. We can't talk about. Well, we don't talk. We about don't Bruno. talk about Bruno. 
Um, <laughs> Such a catchy song. It is a very catchy song. <laughs> and so because of all that, she kept trying to figure out, because Bruno had a dream and he left. And so the family did not like Bruno. Yep. And because of that, she found out she was the center of this dream as, as to why the power would be going away. And so because of that, she kept pushing and pressing and trying to figure out. And I don't feel like, okay, I, I find a flaw in your structure here. What's that? I feel like every I'm talking about Mirabelle, and maybe this is just me. Maybe I'm doing it wrong. Yeah. It, when we say, and because of that, it's not really Mirabelle's fault that the house falls apart. You're right. You know? I've, that's why I feel like, and because of that, it could also be replaced with, and then, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I think. Um, or am I wrong there? See, I'm the, wrong the a lot. The story is about Mirabelle. Like, this right. is her story. Right. So the change that's happening has to happen to her. Right. Because every good story has change that happens to your main character. Right. So it's not necessarily her fault, but she is at the center of the conflict the entire time. She is. And I think by the end of it, she is changed and the house falls apart because there's a realization that this isn't about their powers. It's about the individuals and the family. So yeah, I would say you are correct at some level, but she is very much at the center of all the conflicts. Oh, she is. And kind of revealing those conflicts as they come. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, so because of that, um, her sister at one point is supposed to get engaged and there's just kind of big blow up about Bruno and everything. And at this engagement dinner, and because of that, at this engagement dinner, the house literally falls apart. Yes, it does. And because of that, Mirabelle ends up running away. Yep. Um, and because of that, her abuela, the grandma, the, the founding person of the family, goes after Mirabelle. And this is where we come to our crisis climax event. Yes. Right. The house is falling. Okay. What, so, what verbiage was I supposed to use? Until finally. Until finally, the house falls apart. Yeah. And... Uh, Mirabelle runs away and um, Abuela runs after her. Right. And this is the moment where we get the call back to the beginning of the story. We see how they got the powers to begin with. Yeah. We see this uh, tension that the grandmas had the entire time about trying to keep the powers. And they have this moment of um, restitution where the grandma and Mirabelle are able to talk things through. Right. And come to the realization that it isn't about the powers after yeah. all. It's, it's going to be okay. Yeah. And they're going to be able to make it through this together. Yep. So after that, everything's good. So, and since that day, yep. it's your happily ever after. Yep. How does this thing finish? So the family starts to rebuild the house with that, with the, an emphasis on the village, helping them do that. So you kind of have this closing scene where they're, um, where they're looking at this torn down house and then yeah. the, the village people are coming up or up the hill to help them after so many years, the family helping yep. the village and then they get the house built and the house comes alive and back, everything's back to normal. Mirabelle gets yes. to put the, the doorknob on. Yep. She gets to put the doorknob on. And gets her door finally. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, she's the key of the whole story. Yeah. And you see a lot of change in her because she definitely wanted a power at the beginning. Right. But then by the end she realizes that I am the gift yep. and everybody has those things even though I don't have a, a power like everybody else. Right. So my my wife was upset that she never got a power. Like by the end of this, she still didn't have a power. Yeah. But hey, it is what it is. And you at one point said that you weren't a big fan of this. I, uh, that is true. When, you well, your... well, like I, I told you, I saw in theaters with a four and a six-year-old, 
My four-year-old yeah. was not too thrilled to sit in the theaters. And I've watched it once since then, and it was good. Um, I want to watch it again. I don't know. I just feel like I miss. You know, with any movie, you miss it. You yeah. miss parts of it. and Yeah. No, I definitely liked it better the second time around. But part of that was just the circumstances of how I watched it the first time. Yeah. And I think uh, that story is great. Um, Toy Story is great. Yeah. We have so many great stories that we encounter every single day, but they all point back to the greatest story ever told, too. Yeah. Donald Miller has this quote from his book, A Million Miles in a Thousand Years, where he says, I believe there is a writer outside of ourselves plotting a better story for us, interacting with us even, and whispering a better story into our consciousness. And I think that is why we're drawn so much to story, because if you look at the story that God told from the beginning, it has the same story structure. So you have Adam and Eve in the beginning. You can walk through that through that same story structure and end up with Jesus at the end of it. Yep. So that'd be a, a cool exercise, which I won't make you do today. But I appreciate if you took that. if you took the story of Scripture and broke it down using this story structure, you'd get a very similar outcome. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Maybe even easier than encounter. I, I would. I would say yeah. easier for sure. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, we want you to be good storytellers. We want you to be able to tell stories with your kids, tell stories to others, and to recognize the story that God's telling in every story that you watch, read, listen to, see on TV. And not only that, but the story of your own life, too. Yes. Like the story God's telling in you. And I think even if you looked at your own life, there's multiple stories that you could read the same plots and yeah. and go through that same yeah scenario that we just did with Encanto and Toy Story. and Yeah. Like that plays out every day in each of our lives. Yeah, and just like Mirabelle and Woody, there was change in their lives. We should be people that are constantly changing too. We yeah. shouldn't look the same today that we look at like when we're 90 years old, like yeah. the guy you talked about earlier in the story. There's growth in all of us, yeah. and that's what makes a good story. And I think it's important to remember that even if you've messed up, even if you think, man, I've, I've just ruined the story of my life, it's not over yet. Yeah. You have a chance to... Um, start fresh and the tension that you've been through actually is going to cause you to have a really good story to tell. Yep. So that's yep. what we got today. Yep. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope it's something that you can take with you and, and um, build upon. It's something that as you work with it more and more, it becomes easier to pick up on. Yep. Hey, I have another story from the middle. Can I just preview it and then we'll talk about it more next time? Yes, let's do it. It's a story of a guy who built an ice skating rink. <laughs> In his backyard. Yeah, there's been a lot of uh, moments of tension with that as of recent, so that'll be a good so, story to tell. Th- there's there's a story we will dig into next time <laughs> on the IGP. Stay tuned. Yep. All right. See you later. Bye, everybody. And by everybody, I mean mom <laughs> and Matt. Yep. <laughs>